Grateful, 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 Okay, welcome to PSA XPSA. This is Peter speaking, recording from Ebony's The Bodacious Bonds apartment, condo. I'm not sure what to call it is. But a chateau. A chateau, something I fancy. She feels like she's in New York. She, she says she calls Target Target. Yeah, I heard so, fancy bitch say that. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really lovely place. Mm-hmm. I think this is like the third time I've been here. Um, definitely has like two bedrooms, bathroom, washer and dryer, and kitchen, and like a living space. What I really somebody else to rap? No. <laughs> no, but what I really like the place is just that you made it your own. And there's plants, there's candles, there's bottles on bottles, some very nice lighting as well. Yeah. But something that feels like this is her place. Really? And this is like goals. Well, so yeah, it's like goals. Like when I started place, I was like, yeah, that's the first thing I was like, this is like kind of what I want if I live by myself. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I have to first be balling like that, just a bit more. Oh, I'm not balling anymore. Okay, I'm not uh, all right. Life good. You can do don't, it. <laughs> uh huh. Don't, don't let that humble <laughs> intro. Um, she's an esteemed, accomplished, and graduated black female engineer from the University of Akron. I had the honor of meeting her um, in Ideas or somewhere else, and we've been cool ever since. She's definitely one of the people that when come to your lives that you'll remember her, whether it's for something good or bad or just something ridiculous. It's like, yep, that's that's Ebony right there. <laughs> but what we are here for currently is because we had a conversation a couple days ago over the phone. I haven't talked to her like in months, and I called. Her. Yeah, I was calling her because of the current. Texas situation, I was hoping to get a number to contact someone, and so thoughts and prayers definitely go out to Texas with the current housing crisis due to the weather and horrible infrastructure, as well as there are, how do I say, places you can donate through Venmo, PayPal, or any other avenues to help others down there. But what sparked this desire for a podcast was she revealed to me after all her years of engineering getting offers from very top companies and choosing the past she wanted to do she currently wants to do a career change which was kind of surprising to me but just kind of knowing her very out of character and not necessarily I feel like she would fit the nine to five work work life corporate life for 40 hour 40 hour weeks it was kind of not a surprise for me so if you can could you please go into what happened before and after you graduated from the university yeah, so before I graduated, I was really stressed that, like, last two months, like, kind of fearful when graduating. I think that stress, like, has, like, kind of, like, never left me, like, that background home. It just, I think it would have subsided, but it's, it, there were just different things that layered, you know, on top of it. So I think mm-hmm. probably 
a little bit is, um, you know, maybe at a stage of burnout. Um, yeah, I want to talk about that graduate burnout after you, after you finally get past that and you're like, okay, this is where my life starts and everything is going to be hunky-dory and I make six figures and all that good stuff. And I didn't think the six figures start. <laughs> However, I did think that I would have more time. Mm. I think there's this thing like, you know, especially being an engineer, you use all your time, all the days and all the nights, <laughs> learning and practicing equations. <laughs> um, and that when I got out, I'm like, I'm going to be able to breathe, and, you know, <laughs> come up in air. And that might be true. I could just be like extremely poor at time management skills, which I'm not afraid to like say that that might be a thing. But I think also just involved in a lot of things and work already is you know five five thirty six like that time between six nine thirty ten o'clock is so short mm. it goes by so fast so that was like one realization after i graduated and then two that it would just be 40 hours that in the week for me to do my job well <laughs> how much was it really I probably really only use about 40 50 hours but the point is to really have been good at my job yeah. i needed to be doing probably 50, 60, you know. Um, for me personally, how I learn, how I operate. Again, I want to say there's probably somewhere else who have the same task list as me and knock it out in, you know, 50 to 75% of the time that it would take yeah. me, perhaps. Um, so, you know, it's all relative, but, you know, I'm trying to learn how to be effective instead of, like, um, trying to put different ways that people operate and see, and, you know, on me, like, I just have my own probably, like, weird little process, so. Okay. All right, you're discovering what you, how you want to work and getting to know yourself better and finding your fit into a future company or, or else maybe your future happiness first and then finding that what serves you as your purpose. Okay. So what made you want to go from... The nonprofit organization from like two two different nonprofit organizations in Akron to now wanting taking taking time off and possibly working at a coffee shop. Hmm. I'll I'll interject real real quick, but like for like when I first heard that, it was like kind of surprise and shock because it's like yo, you've been doing this all these years and you've been hustling grinding, and you're currently kind of kind of like add a like a status where it's like you're doing really big things and you're impacting so many people and that feels that feels like what I would think that you'd want to do like for long term I'm not sure what the whole title is but something that you'd want to do and for me it's like I always want my friends strangers anyone else to be the best they can be get to the next level strive for whatever they want to do but at that process it's like i also have to think like it's not always going to be money is going to be the the factor that's going to motivate them to get out of their job because currently i work at a call center and it's kind of feel like temporary but it's also it's also relaxing because it doesn't feel like the stress of trying to work in in engineering office or field where you're having like different kind of responsibilities and stuff or working more than 40 hours and trying to stress about that and I met some really great people from there because, like, when I first had a job, like, a real job was at Dairy Queen, even though I didn't really like the hours or the customers because 
if you, if you don't work a retail or a customer service or fast food job, you don't understand it. But you will not like people from <laughs> when that come in and expect the most highest standard of treatment, even when they're in the wrong. The customer is not always right, and they are overstepping boundaries and not understanding you're, they're talking to a person. But I digress. But the reason I stayed at where I was is because I liked the people, and they were my kind of my second family. And I still kick it with some of them after work. And it's like, that's like that's one of the reasons I really stayed, even though it was horrible pay and I could have probably found a better job. It's a, it's a people I stayed for, regardless of the money. Mm-hmm. And I kind of forgot that. I remember that when I went back to the call center. It's I've now made some bonds there that I'm not going to say, like, oh, I would stay here forever because it doesn't pay that well. It pays better, but it doesn't pay that much better. But... At least some contacts, I would say, like, oh, I'm glad I, I worked here, and I kind of want this if I'm going to be working a 40-hour work week where I like the people and I like what, I, what I'm doing. Call center jobs, eh, with what I'm doing, but the people that I talk to and we joke around with, <coughs> those are what makes it more significant and impactful. Granted, I still have to have the push, up, push myself to find something that that fills me more. Okay. But go, go ahead with what you're going from a career change. Yeah, well, the first thing I want to say is, like, the big thing is, like, whatever this thing of what people think Ebony is or how it shows up on, like, in marketing or... LinkedIn, stuff like you know, that. Whatever. I don't think that's, like, truly who I am. Like, people need... I think a part of it is, like, people need and like stories. So sometimes there's like different stories where I might fit a narrative that people want to share. Because in terms of, I think another part of it is like, I don't feel like I'm making like an impact, like truly. Maybe like on a small level, yeah, like on a small level, but not anything like significant or that I would be like, I can be proud of this Mm. or this is something that I did or, you know, um, so, I think there's also, like, a deep desire in me to create something. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing that, you know, and talking to friends who I know, like, one of my friends is, like, one of my, like, values. And, like, you know, what I want to do and why entrepreneurship is appealing to him is because it was, like, I really just like the idea of creating something. And I think creativity is, like, one of those muscles that, like... There's different ways of flexing. And for some people, like, looking at math problems and having to have the creativity to figure out how to solve it, you know, even though it's logical as well, you know, um, like that tickles their fancy or how they organize a spreadsheet. That might be, like, how they use their creativity. so people can find ways to infuse it. And I think for me, I've been trying to find ways to like infuse it in what, to, what I do instead of it just truly being like an extension of me, okay. like actually creating something that, if that makes sense. Um, that's probably like a goal, goal. Um, Um, so, so that, um, it just feels like the right time, I could say, for, like, maybe, like, the last six months, like, I 
you remember telling like um the leader at my job I don't like using the term boss um but that I just felt like I needed to take time off because I feel like like I, I just felt like I was supposed to be like I was about to burn something I just felt something in me like it's just something in me that's gnawing and trying to get out I have had no idea what it was or what it is it's just like um an intuition like I'm, I have to create space and if you're always doing something or working or something or your brain is always full of other thoughts like you don't have the space for it and so mm. it sounds weird you know from like a functional um perspective like you know income or you know opportunity lined up or anything like that but like I don't know, it's just how I felt. And um, I also now work better under pressure. I feel like I haven't um, flexed my my hustle muscles. Okay. I don't I don't have that hustler mentality. I think I have that like I don't say I have a princess mentality by any means, but I would like to have a princess mentality. <laughs> Please elaborate what princess mentality is. I understand what hustler mentality is. Like, I just get to do what I want. And <laughs> I okay, so. Volunteer when I want to, if I want to. And all I right. work on my little, you know, initiatives if all I right. want to. Um, but, like, the, you know, it, it's my day, would, I'll be able to operate my day out of, like, Tension, desire. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Not be like the capitalism piece. Like, yeah. play that game. Yeah. And that, and that, and I wanted to speak to that too, like um, the class thing. And so, like, going at the idea of going to work in a coffee shop, like, it's society kind of that, like, just the way capitalism is structured, mm-hmm. um, I think. You know, a byproduct of that is classism, and then that says that like working in customer service or working in retail or the food industry mm-hmm. is like look down on. Yeah, it's like shame on you for not striving <laughs> in this world. You know, like yeah. and so like, but what if that's your shit? Yeah. What if you love greeting people and you're the best motherfucking coffee greeter in the world? Okay, but there's no compensation for doing that job really well. Yeah. I'm sure there is if you're like a bellhop at like a very expensive hotel like that type of it still depends on who your audience is as well like who you're, you're catering to probably on some level you probably get paid for your customer service. Yeah. Uh, but then it goes back into like having engaging on that capitalist skill, yeah. uh, you know, at a different level. Um, and so, I don't know. Um, my hypothesis is that I only do it reading people and, like, being like, what's your favorite? Okay. What flavors do you like? You know, like that, you know, those little, you know, interactions. <laughs> and then I think... That definitely feels like you. Remember yeah. when we went to, like, Whole Foods and you were talking to the guy behind the counter. I was like, oh, like, what's your favorite? Yeah, that's my, uh, yeah, that's my jam. I like, <laughs> I like to do that. Uh, and then I can figure out 
if I like some of their favorites or if I like the opposite of their favorites. Yeah. So I can be like, oh, since you like that and you don't like that, let me get what you don't like because I'll probably like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you expressed yourself. That's what matters most. And just honestly being able to make that leap and change. Because it's like behind the counter, someone like like you said, it's gonna be classism, they're gonna be thinking like, oh, this person's a coffee shop person, but they're not gonna know like, yo, like yeah, but I also have a mechanical mechanical engineering degree. And I work for engineering companies and for nonprofits, but I'm choosing to do something that goes, feels for me, that's more my path and more my purpose. And I feel like that's a very powerful and brave thing to do. Yeah, I just what I want to do. Maybe I'm a cop out. You know, maybe there's, there's some side of it that's like, you can't handle the intensity of, <laughs> you know, professional life or, you know, nonprofit life or whatever it is. I don't freaking know. Um, <laughs> And I would say maybe on some levels, like, having to be entrepreneurial, which Mm -hmm. means, like, it's all up to me on whether I do a good job or not, or, like, what that guidance is. Um, I just feel like I'm I'm learning, like, that's a responsibility that I, if I'm doing something like that, probably should come with significantly more pay to, like, come out of school and not have that like true guidance or training or you know even given resources or processes or you know or something like that like having to figure out how to navigate things for the most part mm-hmm. on my own not to say that you know somebody might not you know be willing to say hey you know if I you know ask for a feedback or something maybe you know if I ask for feedback on something that you know, I wouldn't get it, but it, it's not its not a part of the um, culture, okay. if you will, to, like, really be, like, kind of, like, nurtured in that way. It's, like, get out here and be, you know, a hustler, a go-getter, a self-starter, a completer, and I don't think that that's what probably is best service for my personality. Okay. I am. Okay. You know, it's probably a better fit for somebody in that role. Um, but hey, you're, yeah. cre- you're, you're, you're creating that path right there, or at least from our limited knowledge of what we're creating that path, because stuff we're doing today is probably the same thoughts people have had in the past, or haven't currently. We're just not exposed to that culture yet. And you want to know, I've seen a meme... Like, when I was graduating, they said, like, what's the craziest thing you did for money? And it's a picture of that guy, like, taking a selfie with his cap and gown on. Like, yeah. with a stern face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> like, the craziest thing I did for money was, like, went and got a degree in something that I'm not particularly, like, passionate or interested in. Yeah. I think the way that the system is currently set up, I always would have had an affinity towards things, science and math. Like mm-hmm. that, just naturally that would have, you know, you know, been me. Um, but perhaps, like, 
you know, now I know that I'm not, like, an engineer um, mm. innately. Maybe I could have been, um, um, but I just think, how do I say this? Not to say that I'm not able to. There's a lot of things that I could do. I could learn yeah. how to ride a bike really well and be, you know, a bike-a-thon, yeah. you know, or something, you know, the, yeah. you know? Um, but I think just because I'm learning that, just because I have the ability to do something and do it well doesn't necessarily mean that I should figure out a way to capitalize, of course. Yeah. you know, on that. Um, so I feel I'm like, kind of learning that. Yeah, because I feel like the thing it's like, oh, you have the skill, find a way how to sell it and market it and commercialize it for everyone else so you can make a bunch of money. It's like, sometimes I just want to enjoy something just for what it is. Yeah. It's like, if I want to create art, it doesn't mean I want to sell it to everyone. Maybe I just want to give it to someone. Yeah. I miss that sacredness. Yeah. You know, of so the poetry. hustler culture. Yeah, the uh, poetry, because it became about, you know, doing it at events, which mm. I wouldn't get paid for. Mm. But um, it changed for me. And, 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 like, I haven't even done, I'm not even, like, done poetry for myself. Yeah, like, I asked you about you that. Know, it's like, have you created some, anything? Like, two years. Maybe for real, like, I think the last time I wrote a poem for myself mm. might have been, like, at least four or five years ago. Wow. And then I haven't, like, wrote a poem even for, like, events for two years. You know, a little over two years. So, definitely having that mindset of, like, that hustler thing or, like, what's going to be my thing or, like, feeling like I'm supposed to have a thing by now. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, like I, I, you know, and you know, trying to accept that, like I may never have a thing, and is it, am I, am I okay with it? Like, am I okay with not like building the next best or being some revolutionary? Yeah. Or, like, am I okay with that? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, like even the idea of like doing the, the, the learner's club or the anti-book club thing. Mm. I don't know if I ever told you about that. No. Everybody, the idea is that people come together, they learn whatever hell they want to learn at whatever pace they want to learn it at. So whether it's you read the whole book, a chapter, audio book, TED Talk, podcast, mm. article, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You come learn and you just share what you're learning, you know, with a group of people and then we all learn more than we would have had the capacity to learn. We get yeah. this conversation, da 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 and I'm like, all right, how do I make this, like, a national organization? <laughs> like, I know I can have a model like Petra Kuchar, probably. Like, I can go into corporations. Like, it's going to be grand. And I was just thinking the other night, like, literally within, like, the last three, four days, like, who told me that that should be a goal? Like, where did I get that from? Mm. Like, it's probably a lot more natural for me to just get my friends together and say, yo, let's get up and read instead of it being something I need to create a brand for and colors workshop and for it. fonts and a marketing strategy. And, you know, like, I don't need, like, that's probably not even, that's not, I don't think that's even naturally who I am at this, you know, pace in my life. And that's probably why I'm also haven't been successful by my own internal you know, compass mm. because that's probably shit. That shit probably not me. Mm. Like that's not me. And so I'm trying to like bring out, sorry, be, I 
why am I saying sorry? I hurt myself. Um, more centered in whatever I do and not needing that like external validation or just like, yeah. Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> Not to say those things aren't worthy. That's the thing. That's the, that's a lot of the battle. Yeah. You can do so many things that are worthy. <laughs> okay, and that is the end for this podcast. I want to thank uh, Miss Ebony Bond for being so honest and open and being her bountiful self of wealth of knowledge and experience. And stay tuned for another episode. Thank you.